Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. I 
Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church? Well, I think you should take the advice from the song and set aside all your cares. How many of you have some troubles and cares from this week? We are setting them aside to fall in love with the Lord all over again. Amen. At the back, under the canopies, are you alive? All right. Well, it's time for the word of God. And um, we are about to hear something from the Lord. What God has to say to us. Amen. And I want you to be attentive. Maybe today is your first time here or you've been coming for some time, but you are new. And um, I just want to share with you that God is going to speak to you today. And he's going to guide you today. Amen. Now make sure you don't just hear a sermon and go home the same. The Bible says wisdom is profitable for direction. So God's wisdom only profits you when it starts to direct your life. And today I believe God is going to direct you, show you something that is going to transform and change your life. Amen. Oh, amen. And God is visiting you through his word. Amen. So I want us to sing a song that says nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God as we welcome our prophet up to the stage. Amen. Are you ready? Lift your hands with me and let's sing together. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. It's impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. It's impossible when you trust in
that you give to us. Let everyone that came here with a curse or with a burden or with any scent of an evil thing, let that evil thing be removed from every life today in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for victory over darkness. Thank you for your mighty power. And thank you that you are blessing the church as we all get involved in doing your great work. Thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This morning, I'm sharing with you about church growth and the helps ministry. The helps ministry. Now, this one is something that concerns and affects all of us because most people are in the helps ministry. Helps ministry is the largest ministry that you can have in a church. It's the helps ministry. So I'm going to share with you 10 things that you must know about helps ministry. Now, the ministry of the Lord Jesus is what I am preaching about. Uh, And I want you to look at Matthew chapter 16. All right? Verse number 18. And it says, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. So what it means is that Jesus says that I will build my church. And that is the work that is happening now. Whether whether Ghana is being built or Ghana is not being built. Whether America is is being built or not being built. And I want to welcome all those of you on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You're all welcome this morning or afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you are, to this church growth and helps ministry church service. This one affects everybody because most people are in the helps ministry one way or another. When you even do something small in church, you are helping. So helps ministry is one of the biggest areas of ministry for all of us. Amen. So I'm very happy that in my book on church growth, I'm always, always preaching out of my books that I wrote. On my books on church growth, uh, it's about growth of anything, really. Your business, your life, many things can grow. If you even listen carefully to whatever is being said, it's going to really affect your life. Amen. So all those of you on the internet, YouTube, Healing Jesus TV, and so on. God bless you for joining in. 
just tune for just a few minutes. Keep tuned. Keep alert. Keep in the realm of the spirit and you're going to be blessed. Amen. And I'm showing you 10 things about the helps ministry. But before I start on that, I'm showing you that this is what God is doing. He says, I'll build my church. Then he says, I'll give you the keys of heaven so that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So, very connected to binding things is church growth and church work. And you see that Christians will mention the binding of what we bind. We bind, we bind. But you don't want to join to build the church. And you ask yourself, why do you want to bind when you don't want to build the church? Are you with me? So, very connected is the whole power and authority and grace that God gives to us is directly connected to building his church. Now, building the church is spiritual warfare. You know, sometimes I hear people saying, we are into spiritual warfare. We are spiritual, we are warriors. Spiritual warriors. Ah, anybody who is not building the church, I really wonder the seriousness of your warriorship. Because building the church is directly against the gates of hell and of darkness. That's what pains Satan more than anything else. You smashing down somebody's gates and entering into his house. That is why Russia invading Ukraine has caused so much um, stir in the world. Because to go through somebody's border and say, all oh, this region is for me. It tears up whatever. That is why when Iraq invaded Kuwait, it started a world war involving coalition from NATO to defend it. Because it's like the most gravest aggression. Most, I, I mean, aggravating and um, uh, inflammatory step that a person can take. Uh, (laughs) Is to enter into somebody's gate and smash it down or the wall and enter the person's yard. It's one of the most unfortunate offensive, aggravating, insulting, inflammatory steps a person can take. And that is why the building of the church is met with such resistance. I'll just tell you something is is private, it doesn't concern you, but I'll still just tell you, so keep it to yourself. Every, almost every problem or um, any heated discussion or argument that we have ever had, almost 99.9% of issues, if we have ever had any issues in our leadership in the church, since the church began, it's about building. 
Yes, that's where the things will heat up. It's fantastic. You can ask any of the bishops who've been around. Because it's been almost 40 years since we've been building this church. We don't, we don't have issue about, oh, your car is nicer than my car, or maybe your salary is more than my No, no, those are not the topics that will bring any aggravation. And you look what has brought so much controversy even into our country than a building of a church. Yes. The resistance to the building of a church, the church, God's house, in any form or fashion, is warfare. And I'm not surprised that the building of the church has led to so many different issues. So, that is a real eye-opener for all of us. Church building, development, growth of any form is warfare. You've entered into a wild area. If you ask me what's the most difficult part of being a pastor, it's church growth. Just like if you ask a doctor, what's the most difficult part? Is it the clinics? Is it the emergency? Is it the uh, surgeries? Is it the uh, 24-hour duty? Is it the, uh, I mean, administrative work? What, what, what's the most difficult part of the medical profession? The person will tell you what is most difficult. In the same way, if you ask what is the most difficult part, the part with the most resistance, you get it? It is the part of building the church. Going around preaching here and there, having convention here, doing this, doing that, it's fine. Sit down and build the church. And build the church in such a way that it will be there after you are not there. Welcome. Many churches are finishing as we are here. Maybe you don't know. People have churches, the churches are shrinking since COVID and they spread out the chairs. They've never rejoined them together, even though there is no more COVID. concerned about and you don't know what touches God's heart it's when you take up what is his burden tend to make you chapter 11 make you chapter 11 come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Today, anyone who came here with the mark of the devil on your life in any form of fashion, you are being set free and you are going home without that mark in the name of Jesus. 
to Jesus and you will be set free. Come unto me that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. If you think that there is no curse in this world that you are in, you can arrange for yourself the most perfect circumstances. But the presence of the curse, you see, ensures frustrations and difficulties that you cannot even imagine. This year alone in America, which has arranged for itself, perhaps should have been the most ideal society, an ideal community in the whole world, the richest definitely by far. Most of their money is spent making ballistic weapons. Huh? Making planes, some of which they never use. This year they have had 146 mass shootings. This up to the last one is 146 in April. That's somebody wake up and shoots at large. Anybody? Yeah. The guns that they use there. They are allowed, they have them. People have two, three. <laughs> hey, you know, the famous gun AK 47 is a Russian made gun, but the American version is the M16. Yes, that's the that's American one. Yes, you buy it at the, at the Walmart, the supermarkets. <laughs> Yeah, like MaxMart. You, you can't buy one at MaxMart. <laughs> that is why I am preaching to you. Listen, oh, Jesus says, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You think you will not be laden. This heavy laden is not talking about suitcases. Heavy laden, hand luggage, suitcases, or Ghana must go bags. No. The heavy laden is referring to spiritual, moral, psychological burdens that are weighing people down. That's why there's so much mental health issues as never before in the world. There's a very great need for psychiatrists and psychologists because so many people are affected mentally by the things. But Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And you can ask the doctors, ask the psychiatrists, ask the psychology. What is the main work that they do? The main work that they do, you see, before they used to think that if, I, if they connect the mat, not a mat, when you say mat, you may think of the Mercedes-Benz extreme version of, like a Benz is a version of a car in the highest. That's schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, that one, they hear, they hear voices talking to them. Go left, do this, do that, do this. This man is talking about you, they hear it. They don't think, they hear voices. That's hallucinations. Few mental illnesses have that. You have it in schizophrenia, sometimes bipolar disorder and some other disorders you can have, but the main one is schizophrenia. But apart from that, everything else which involves thinking, They 
had so many issues. And Jesus says, come to me, all ye that labor. Ask the doctors, what is the main work they do? Counseling. Like as I'm talking to you now, I'm talking to you about Jesus. That's what, what all, all, all those diseases. They talk to them. It's the schizophrenia that when you talk to them, they may not see. Because schizophrenia, they have what they call delusions. They believe things which no matter what you say, and no, that's why stubbornness is, is, is a bad sign, like it's on the road towards something. <laughs> like delusion, like no matter the evidence you show them, they will never believe what you say. They have a belief that cannot be changed. Yes, it's resistant. That's what they write in the psychiatry book. Resistant to advice to change. You never have resistance to advice to change. Amen. Now, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. How many want the rest from Jesus? Oh, I see you on the beach relaxing. Yes. Now, what did he say? Take my yoke. Take my yoke on you. My problem. So Jesus tells Christians, not that just come to me and then rest, lie down and relax. But come to me and then rest and then take my yoke, my problem. The yoke that is on Jesus. Take my yoke on you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly and you shall find more rest. Apart from the first rest that you come for, after you take on his yoke, huh, then you now find even more rest for your souls. I am meek and lowly. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That means that my work is easy. My work is easy. And my burden is light. So come to God. Come to Jesus. And coming to Jesus doesn't mean, you know, that is not the gospel. Come and all your problems will be solved. Ah, Come and you get rest. And then take my yoke. The yoke that Jesus is going to give you is also a yoke. You bear the yoke. You bear the burden. And my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I prefer this burden to the burden of any other thing. Everything is full of work. Whether it's medicine or law or politics or business. Nowhere cool. It's not easy to be in power. As soon as you are in power, they'll criticize you from day one. From your speech. The speech you give. Yes. They'll criticize it. 
And then from the first week, in the first hundred days, they will criticize it. So brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you rather to become one of those who take up the burden of the work of God. Now in our church, you know, church is not only on Sunday during this service. We have a service in the morning. There's a service in the morning. There's a service on Saturday in the evening. There's a floor service on Tuesdays and Fridays in the morning. And there are services on fellowship service on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And more services are coming up. Yes. Amen. I see over 1,500 people on. uh, Yeah, I see you, you guys. Oh, yes. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. I see all, all the numbers. Some people are working. Now, church growth and helps ministry. All this work and then the people who help. Today I'm talking about the people who help. Yes. Do you want to learn about it? Even if you don't want to learn, it's too late because you are here. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 16. It says that you... First, let's, let's read verse 15. 15. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanas, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, that they have addicted themselves addiction they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints huh? addiction they need to smoke ministry when you don't come to church you start to get withdrawal symptoms people had people had withdrawal symptoms during the pandemic it's like, oh, what is this? We can't go to church. We can't go to church. They have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Addiction. Tell your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Oh, smoke or low? Do, do you smoke? Do you smoke? Huh? Are, are you addicted to 555 Rotman's Tasker for Men? What are the names of cigarettes these days? I, I, it's a long time since I saw the name of a cigarette. Marlboro, Marlboro. How many notice that you start getting withdrawn when you are addicted to something and you, you, you are deprived of it, let's say, for some time. You start to feel, I feel like, I need it, I need this thing, I need this thing, I need this thing. That is what happens to us when we are at home and realize that I I, I need to go to church. 
I need to be there. I need to be there. And people in the house will be asking you, why? 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 Why are you going? What is there? What are you doing there? You tell them that it's an addiction. It's an addiction. It's very, and it's very addictive. The work of God is very addictive. Verse 16. That you submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. Can you join the two verses together? Beautiful. That you submit yourself. Yes. I beseech you, brethren. That I, I, are you all watching the screen? Huh? Or you are on your phone checking something? Father, anybody who is on the phone. Eh? Checking something when I'm preaching. Lord, you yourself know those agents that you will send to, to them. So, Lord, I've left it unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hmm. Those of you who are frying things when I'm preaching, you are frying. Be warned. This is not the time. You see, you put your love in your mouth whilst I'm, I'm preaching. Put it down and listen to the word of God for a few minutes. All right. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanas. That is the first fruit. That they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That you should submit yourself to such. That these are the good people that you must be submitted to and follow. And also to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. So there is a group that helps and they, are lab- they, they, they labor. Ah, there are people who just are passers by. They've come to church. When they come to church, they just look at the singer. Hey! Or they see the pastor preach. Hey! That way, I like the guy. You know, the way he does, he does this, this, whatever. Hey! Uh, what did he preach about? I don't know, but you know, the guy, he was... Uh, it's like your, your mind, they are, they, are, they are just passing through. They are not real members. They are not even here. Oh yeah, I like that. The, girl, the way the girl was singing, it was I mean, very nice. I said, so, oh yeah. I like the sunglasses that she was wearing. So what song did she sing? I don't know the song. Do you remember what was it? Nothing. You don't know what was said. But you, you like it. Hey, say, the guy is eloquent. The guy is eloquent. That guy, he can be a politician. I tell you, if you... What did he preach? I, I don't know what he was saying, but it was eloquent. Oh, yes. So now, ten things you must know about a helps ministry. Number one. How many are going to join the help? Because it says that you should follow such people and everyone that helps and labors. Ah, let me ask us, what is helps ministry? Music is helps ministry. Singing, these are the easy ones. Easy ones. Music, dancing, uh, ashes, airport stars, all the stars. I have prayer. Do we have a prayer ministry? I don't know of any prayer ministry in the church. 
prayer, sound. Yes. Uh, there are many, many ways to help. Anything that can anything that can be described as it helps. What's the meaning of the word help, by the way? The helper should help us to understand what is help. What are all these? Huh? Helper, you are not helping well. All right. Now, I want you to, today you are going to write notes. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, I want to be helpful. Yes, you must help. If the church doesn't help, the church cannot grow. Why? Because the pastor, the shepherd feeds the sheep, and the sheep give birth to more sheep. There's nothing the shepherd can do to make the sheep increase. The shepherd will lead you to green pastures and organize so that you eat well, and everybody gives birth. It's the, sh- the members of the sheep that give birth to more sheep. There is, there is no church growth that can take place unless everybody is involved. Everyone. Everybody must be, every sheep must. You can't just be sitting there. We are feeding you, feeding you, feeding you. You won't give birth. Ah! You are told what is wrong with you. So everybody is going to be helpful in this amazing ministry. Yes. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Hosea 4 verse 9, it says, For they, for and there shall be like people, like priests. Like people, like priests. The priests, the people are always like the priest. That is why you can't allow a person to be a priest who is doing certain bad things. Because like people, like priests. That is why when the pastor is not zealous for the church to grow, the people in the church will also not be zealous for the church to grow. Because like people, like priests. The people are always like the priest. Yes. The zeal and the work and the energy and the effort on, on, on Swollen Sunday, I was just looking at everybody working and I was touched because I saw that people were really, people had really mobilized. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring anybody. I didn't bring anybody. Yeah, but I wrote the book about Swollen Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and I told them to do the swollen Sunday. 
and I insisted that we should do the swollen Sunday. Yes. The shepherd is feeding the sheep and the sheep are giving birth. Do you expect the shepherd to go and then start giving birth to two, two sheep? You gotta be joking. But as I was watching everybody working and mobilizing people to church on Sunday, I said, wow, the sheep like people like me. Because for me, I have zeal for church work. I'm doing church work all the time. If I don't control myself, I won't sleep. Oh, yes. I've been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord and working in the church. And like people like me, if the priest has no zeal, the people will have no zeal. If the priest is a certain way, if he's twisted, the people will be twisted. Yes, if the priest is a thief, the people will be thieves. Yes. Like priests, like people, Hosea 4 verse 9. And there shall be like people, like priests. There shall be, there will be a state where the people are like the priests. They shall be like people and like priests. It's a reality. That is why you have a church and the people are sitting there unconcerned about anything. Maybe the people are just sitting there thinking about business because the pastor is also a businessman, a top businessman. And that is all that he's into. Like priests, like people. There shall be. Everybody said there shall be. Like people, like priests. Yes. So we are teaching you more efforts that you can make to get yourself deeply into what we are doing. And you must be among the people who are declared helpers. Now it's going to go fast. One. Help is because of the weakness in the leader. We need helpers. You are called to be a helper because of the weakness in the leader. Romans 8.26 Likewise, the spirit helpeth. Helpeth. Why does the spirit help? For we know not what we should pray for. There is a problem with us. That's why the Holy Spirit has opted to help us. So people have to opt to help because there is a limitation on the person who is leading. There are things he cannot do and doesn't do and doesn't know. That is why a ministry is limited by the people that a pe- help a person. As for me, I have seen my ministry is limited by the people that help me. I've gone as far as I can go with people that help me. I've gone that far because people have helped me to go that far. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmity. Why, why does the Spirit opt to help? Why do you have to opt to help? He helps our infirmities. Infirmities, weaknesses and shortcomings. That's why even a government is limited by the people that help the government or help the leader. 
what they tell him and how they help him makes him also do well. Because you think the president knows everything. Most of the time they have huge blind spots. Huge blind spots they are unaware. When they come out of power, they say, ah, why? I was there for all these years. I didn't, couldn't do this, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do this. So as we are standing here, there are so many weaknesses that we have. And there are people who can help. Who can say, hey, Bishop, I'm going to help you with this. Let me, I'll step in here. I'll step in here. Let me, let me get involved. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. He helps weaknesses. So anybody who is called to the helps ministry, whatever the area, and some helps are invisible. Well, we'll come to that. Nobody may know what you are doing, but you are helping the weakness. It's not possible to sit here and at the same time be controlling the screen. It's, it's, it's an impossibility. Or to control the sound. As I'm preaching, I don't know what you are hearing. When Mother Maya was singing just now, somebody turned off the music of the song. So all through the songs, they played only a part of the music, and a part of the music was not there. I was just wondering to myself. But I, I cannot do that at the same time. Sit here. You cannot. And right now, I don't know what you are hearing. I don't know whether you can hear me clearly. Or whether some parts you can't hear. Maybe you can hear just here, but you can't hear there. There are, there are so many limitations to a man and to a ministry. That's why ministries often plateau. Most churches plateau. If you are, your God, is, God has decided to use somebody, usually his work goes like this. Then it becomes like this, then it goes like this for some time. That is dwindles and then sometimes completely off. Almost every ministry has that trajectory. Like this. Then like this. Flat. Then it starts to go down slowly. Slowly until it, it goes. The church I was ordained in, the pastor is now dead. It's, it's, it, is, it is not there. I was ordained there. The church does not exist. I went there a few months ago to the site, the place. They made apartments. In London, I was ordained in London. I was not ordained in Ghana. No, no Ghanaian pastor ever ordained me. No, nobody has ever ordained me in Ghana. I was, dead, I was ordained in the ministry in England. And I was consecrated as a bishop also in England. No, no, one, no one in Ghana consecrated me or ordained me. But the church where I was ordained, it does not even exist. It was the, at one time the largest church in London. Yes. So most churches have this line. But when it comes to this line, it's from the helpers. Sometimes, of course, of course, the leader. So 
help our weakness. Now, maybe you are in the church and you can see the weakness. You can see, but you just pass by. Remember the story of the Good Samaritan. The Bible says that a man went on a journey from Jericho to Jerusalem. And that journey is up the hill. And as he was going, he fell amongst thieves. And they beat him and robbed him. And then the Bible says that uh, from Jerusalem to Jericho, that's then it's going downwards. And the Bible says that a, a Levite came by, a priest, and then a Levite also came. These are religious men. And when they saw the man needing help, they passed by. And they said, ah, I don't want trouble. When you go and bring your mouth, they will say this and that and that. Let's go. Then you go. So many people could help in this work, but they don't help. And that's why I value my helpers, the people that have helped help me. If you don't get on with them, you won't get on with me. Over the years. So, you pass by where you could help, where you could win a soul, where you could bring somebody to church, where you could even speak to someone and stabilize the person's mind. No. Let me not put my mouth in this. That's, those are the mind of the people. Hey, Charlene, before I realize they've added me to whatever, they'll say that I'm this and that. Charlene, let me just go coolly. How many have ever heard somebody say that before? Charlie, I don't want trouble. Let me just move away. Ah, you are Levites and priests. And you don't help what you can help. I pray you'll be forgiven. Yeah. But the Bible says a Samaritan, a Samaritan, somebody who is unexpected, and almost all the people that have helped me, they're unexpected people. People that people never believed that they, were, they could be in the ministry. People that people didn't like. A Samaritan passed by and said, I'll help you. I'll help you. Most real anointed helpers, people don't want them. Samaritans were, you see, one day they were insulting Jesus and they said, Say we not that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. They were talking to Jesus. They were insulting him. He said, say we not that thou art a Samaritan and half a devil. Look at it. It's an insult. Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and half a devil. It is the Samaritans. The people that people insult you with and accuse you of. They are the people that God raises up to help. Over the years, that's what I've seen. People that you never think. You say, say we not that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. And the man was lying. He said, Samaritan, not me. Uh, 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 Ambrober has killed this man. Not me. Priest, no. Levite, no. 
And God will raise up somebody. I remember one day somebody was coming to my office. He met somebody at all and said, when did you join the church? Clear from there. Because he met a Samaritan that he was not expecting to be at the door. <laughs> Where were the Levites when we needed them? Where were the official people when we needed them? They wouldn't join to help the church work. But the nobodies, the nobodies, the nobodies, people that people don't like, <laughs> women that people don't like, women's hatred for other women, driving out women and driving out children. That's why I moved to the first love church with children. Yes. That is why the man who was on the Samaritan's road, he will always remember the Samaritan. That you despise. They, 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 they insulted Jesus with that word Samaritan. Say we not well that thou art the Samaritan and also has a devil. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> but it's obviously something bad. That was the man who God had arranged. You'll be my helper. You'll be my helper. You came to help a weakness. Something was missing. That's why the Holy Spirit came to help people. He says something is missing in this man. Yes, he's an apostle, but he, he likes this. Yes, he's a teacher, but he doesn't know this. Yes, he's whatever, but he doesn't have money. Yes, he's this, but he doesn't know anybody. May God use you to be a helper. Number two. Helps is an anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 28. It says, has God has set. It's something that God raises up. God has set. It's not something that happens accidentally. God has set some in the church. First apostles. Secondarily prophets. Thirdly teachers. After that miracles. Then gifts of healing. And then helps. When God was raising up power packed gifts. To bless the church. Number six was helps. Third teachers, fourth miracles, fifth healing, number six, help. Definitely not the, the last. Help us. God gives. God sends people. God raises people. God anoints people just to help. God has said, nobody, God said, no circumstance brought this person or circumstantial whatever organized and then or coincidentally this and that and so and so. God has said, God has said, God put the person there. So those who want to remove with pickaxe and with caterpillars, people that God has said, beware. Beware. I don't even know why I'm so preaching like this. Hmm. 
Ghost is the classic quintessential example of a helper. The Holy Ghost is the second person or the first person actually mentioned as a helper. So point number two, I hope you wrote it. God is the one who sets helpers. It's not an accident. Number three, point number three, Holy Ghost himself is an example. John 14, verse 16. Change the version. John 14, 16. Change the version till you see the one NESP or whatever. And I will ask the Father. And he will give you another helper. Another what? Another helper. That means you need more than one helper. This one and another one. So any helper shouldn't try to eliminate any new helper. Another helper. Another helper. Another one. Even if there is one helper, there's need of other ones. Eliminators. Eliminators. Beware. Another helper. And the Holy Ghost is the best example. Why? Number one, he is silent. You don't see him. Have you seen him on stage? Uh-huh. Number two, he is the real power behind what is going on. Number three, he is even more important than the person you can see in making things happen. Give me those three points again. Number one, what? He is invisible. So if you are called to the helps ministry and you are not being shown on stage singing, uh, what is it called? Maya, what are the songs? Sing one of them. It was bad yesterday. You were a baby, but so soon you were growing too. And before you know it, you've become a lady or a man with children too. Danny boy, be on the, on the keyboard. Then I need you sometime. your health and strength begin to fail you. And you say, now what shall I do? Because the days and years you may have wasted. Maybe memories. Now, you are thinking that you are not a helper because... You are not on stage. You've made a mistake. The real classical quintessential major helper of all time. His name is Holy Ghost. He has never been seen on stage before. Why do you want to be seen on stage? I don't understand your your, your thinking. He is invisible. Invisible. Number two, he is powerful. Number three, he's more important than the person on the stage. I mean, these are the class. If you are a very anointed helper, invisible, powerful, and important. More important than the person who is visible. That's how powerful a helper is. Very, very powerful. 
You will not be seen. Nobody will be saying, you'll be standing on stage singing, saying something, but your moves, <laughs> your moves, <laughs> your background silent, invisible moves that you make to organize, disorganize, tra- do this, do that, do this, do whatever. Nobody can see you. Thank God you are in a genuine health ministry because you are working silently and you are working powerfully and you are even more important than the person who can be seen. When I go for a crusade, I arrive there one day. Then I start preaching. One, two, three. Then I'm gone. Some people have been there for months. What about them? I don't know anybody there. But they know everybody there. And the work they do, they are more important than the person who's coming there. Yeah, and when I get on stage, nobody sees them. I've never been to a crusade where they introduced the crusade director before. Ah, let us welcome to the stage our crusade director to come. Oh, from the where? He's somewhere, hidden somewhere. Oh, yes. Receive a grace, eh? Receive a grace to be a powerful helps ministry minister. Yeah. You don't have to be on stage. Follow the example of the Holy Spirit. Number four, a wife is another pattern of a helper. Yes. A a wife is another example of somebody of the helps ministry. What is a wife? She is number one, the source of your comfort. Officially, it's supposed to be. (laughs) Hmm. The source of your comfort. I hope you are right. I'm going to Zimbabwe because I think that you are not serious. You are not writing notes. All right, bye. No, because you are not serious. Now I'm teaching and you are not writing anything. The source of your comfort. Number two is the source of your fruitfulness. Without a wife, there are no children. So the real fruitfulness of a minister is from the helper. The invisible, the, the helper who is also not seen. Without, the, without that person, you can never have fruit. And I'm telling you, that's why I say that. The people that have helped in the me, without them, I cannot have fruit. All my persistent pastors, all my bishops, they are, they, are they are like my wives in the realm of the spirit. Through them, I'm bearing fruit at places I've never been to before. I've never even been there, but they are bearing fruit. They are helpers. Oh, yes. Helper is the, is the source of your fruits. All the people who came.
them here on Swollen Sun, and I can't see them this morning. If they are to come again and to keep coming, it will be the helpers, not the shepherd. I can't see them this morning. I mean, it's afternoon. Oh, yes. If they were working in a certain way, you see the, you see the children. You see the members. You will see the fruits. Fruits are from wives. Fruits are from helpers. I'll make him a help me, Genesis. Holy Ghost is the help. Wife is a help. Wife is the source of fruit. And number three, wife is officially also, I'll say, the source of your support. Yes. Your number one backer, the one who understands. Almost, the one who, almost every young brother, when they ask her, why do you love this girl? She understands everything that I'm saying. I, if it's a person I can talk to, and I, when I explain, she's really gets all the things I'm talking about. But after some time when you marry, she's the one who doesn't understand anything when I talk. She's the one who doesn't see eye to eye with me. She's the one who has a different idea about everything. When you say left, you say right. When you say right, you say left. Even sometimes they even plan that. In order to get her to say right, I will say left and she immediately say right. I'll stop. I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to Lesotho. I'm going to I'm going to Lesotho. (laughs) How many points do you have? Four points. Number five. If God doesn't help you, who can help you? Second Kings chapter 6, verse 24. And it came to pass that King Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver. That is, the head of a donkey to eat it. And the fourth part of a cup of dab's dung was sold for five pieces of silver. So uh, dab's poopoo was for sale. So as the king was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman saying, because there was a famine, everybody was hungry. And she cried saying, Oh, help, help, help my Lord, help my Lord, help my Lord. All of us who are looking to humans to help. But verse 27, the king gave a profound answer which has gone down in history. It's one of my favorite verses. I've gone back to this verse many times to look at it and just stare at this verse. And what does the verse say? It says, if the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? If God does not help, where will help come from? If God, if the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? If God is not helping, even the so-called helpers we have in town, 
They cannot really help. They cannot really help unless God himself is moving. There are some cases and some situations, unless God is moving, it will not change. Number six. The helper and the one that helps are one and the same. They are united and amalgamated. I'll say it again. The helper and the one that helps, they are one. They are united. And they are amalgamated in their victories and they are amalgamated in their judgments. I am joined with my helpers and my helpers are joined with me. I hope you all join. Isaiah 31, verse 3. Now the Egyptians are men and not God. And their horses flesh and not spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out his hand, both he that helpeth shall fall, and he that is helping shall fall down, and they shall all fail together. Yeah. The one who is helped, and the one who is helping, when the Lord stretch out his hand in judgment, they all go down together because they are one. You see, a horse and a rider, they are fused together. They move together. They move together. They are joined. The way the saddle is and everything, they are joined, the rider and the horse, they are all joined together. And that is how it is. That's why in the, in the realm of the spirit, sometimes a horse is depicted as a helper or a helps ministry. In Rejoiner's book, you see... A white horse in the book, The Torch and the Sword. A white horse was given to him. He said, this is, this is your ministry. It's a movement. And he, the hell, he was to learn how to ride and to, to join himself with the horse. And he said, when you use this horse, you will escape the contours of this world. So you escape certain things because the horse will help you to move over some of the rough and difficult aspects that are on the ground, that you would have met without a helper. How can I have a church in Papua New Guinea? How? I I was there last week. They have a a, a beautiful hall. They built, they, 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 they reclaimed a part of the ocean and they built this hall, glass halls, right in the center of the city. We had a camp that was the hall they chose. More than 1,300 people there for a camp, not church service. I've never been to Papua New Guinea before. That was my first time. When I go, all my members are there. When they are dancing, they dance the same dance, the same music, the same preaching. The same, they understand everything. 100%. How is that possible? Except, so that's what I said. The rider and the horse, they are, they, they've merged. The jockey has to know how they stand. They, they don't sit. Jockeys, they sit like this, but they stand. Most of the ride, they are right. They are joined and fused. That's why the horse falls down. The rider is falling down. So those of you who have joined yourself to help, ah, you've joined yourself. We are together. We will get the same rewards. We will get the same victories. If we are going down, we will all go down together. If we are going up, we all go up together. 
but by the grace we are going up and from victory to victory in the name of Jesus how many points do you have six Hmm. number seven some people are overworked because some helpers are overworked because a lot of helpers are on pause I wouldn't even say pause. They are on. Is it delete? Or they are on. They have never been sparked. Philippians chapter 2 verse 25. NIV. Philippians chapter 2 verse 25. What does it say? I think it is necessary to send back to you a paraphrodites. My brother. My co-worker. Eh, and her fellow soldier. Who is also your messenger? Whom I sent, whom you sent to take care of my needs. Verse 26. For he longs for you all in his distress because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him and not only on him, but also on me. You see, because if he, if he dies, he says, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Hey. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him. Honor people like him. You have to honor helpers. Verse 30. Because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life. Are you seeing that? To make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. He risked his life to make up for the help that you didn't give me. There are so much help that you could have given, but one person has to carry about eight bags to assist, to help, to make up for the help that people are not giving. Why don't we have a large church in uh, 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 where? Which country? Because we don't have a helper. Why is this normal Sunday service not using outside car park? Why? We don't have help. So, so you see that one center leader or one center leader or one CFO or whatever is doing so many things. Eh? It's like a juggler. Organizing so many things. Yes. Huh? One small boy, one small girl. You see the things they are doing. He almost died. Put that verse there. He almost gave up peace. He risked his life to make up. To make up for the help you yourself could not give me. Those of you who are happy to just be in the church. Say, it was an eloquent message. The pastor had colored his hair today. It was very nice. These are all the things that you notice. I started coloring my hair 10 years ago. You are new in the church. Maybe you just came. Maybe you are new. Oh, yes. These are the only things you know. But you can't hear the message of 
get yourself involved in the help and let us put our hands together to do this work. Take my yoke on you. Take my yoke. Take my yoke. My yoke, my yoke is easy. My burden is easy. My burden is light. You know, I can, you know, because I have small children now. And you know, I, you know as, a, as, a, as a nursing mother, and you know, my, most of my, breast come, my, my milk comes from the left breast. And when I come to church and on Saturday, the, the, the right one comes, and then the left one is coming on Sunday. So I have to be, hey! <laughs> you are a nursing mother. And because of your children. Listen, I want you to be very careful when you mention your children. There is a verse I learned years ago. The Lord, the people of the children of Israel, they were saying that, you know, our children, whatever, why did you bring us to eat this? When God was passing judgment, he told them, the children that you said, eh, you were complaining about, they will enter. But you, you will not enter. All of you will die. You, yeah. You were saying that, you, well, you know the one saying that children, something, something, something. No problem. I've taken note of it. You must be careful even in your room when you are complaining to God. The day God takes your things seriously, you, you will not be happy. How many are glad I doesn't seem he has taken seriously a lot of comments and thoughts that have passed through our minds? I'm just hoping that the Sabbath, Thursday the right breast comes, uh, Friday the left, Saturday the right breast, Sunday the left. So I'm trying to change the cycle so that Sunday, the left one has more milk than the right one. As if we were not born in this world. Look at what you are telling us. Number eight. Second Timothy chapter four. You may not be forgiven on judgment day for not helping. Second Timothy four, NIV, verse 16. my first defense huh? no one came to support me no one came to support me at my first defense alright NIRV NIRV the first time I was put on trial hmm? no one to help me. Everyone deserted me. Hmm? I pray it will be forgiven them. Or they will be forgiven for it. I pray they will be forgiven for it. 
<laughs> I pray they will be forgiven for it. Verse 17. Verse 17. The Lord stood at my side. He gave me the strength to preach the whole message. Then all the Gentiles heard it and I was saved from the lion's mouth. Paul was in the lion's mouth. No one came to help him. Verse 18. The Lord will save me from every evil attack. He will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Give him glory. He was 58 when he died. Look at verse 16. The first time I was put on trial, no one came to help. In other words, when he was being tested in the ministry, no one helped him. And he says, I pray they will be forgiven about this issue. (laughs) You know, I wonder if God will forgive you for not helping I'm speaking to everybody here. I hope God will forgive you. I I don't know. Because sometimes you don't know. Anytime you have to stretch your hand out to help, stretch it and stretch it well. I pray you will be forgiven. And I know she will understand. A sister, she came to see me the office with her mother because she's our old my old 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 daughter and that's her daughter I said what is the what is it she said my daughter's eye this somebody whose wedding has been fixed my daughter's eye they say there's cancer or something in the eye I said, what? Young person. So what are they going to say? Well, they are going to cut out, cut off her eye. I said, are you? you? Somebody's got to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm, it's, not, it's not true. Somebody's not crazy, but I'm just, it's a way of speaking. And now there are people here who have everything criticized. And you are also on your phone. But when she said it, all that they came for was just pray for me, 28, they are going to cut off this eye. How will you feel? Wedding, everything fixed. It disturbed me. So, I decided to help. That's what I'm saying that. What, what, put the scripture there. I hope they will be forgiven. I hope what? They will be forgiven. So I said, no. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe the diagnosis is wrong. Because I'm also a doctor. Maybe it's wrong. There could be this, there could be that, there could be that. So, you know, I want, I want to get involved. So I said, let's check here. 
go to this other place, go to this other place, check this, and I called my other doctor, come, let's get into this case and see. You know, when they went home, they just come and said, look, we don't know what, what, is going to, what it is or whatever. Just the, your concern. He said, we were so surprised that you were concerned. Because the places that they said, they told us, they said, no, 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 we have to move it by this date. You are cutting out. Oh, yeah. That's it. I pray. You see, some of us, we don't know the help that you are giving. Anyway, to cut a long story short, and then when they went to a certain place, they look at that and they say, well, there is a place in another country that maybe they can look and see. And maybe there may be something else. So I said, really? Then let's go there. Where? They showed the place. So I said, okay. How far? Where is this place? Get a whatever. Let's go there. So they were surprised. It was developing. When they went there, eventually flew there on whatever airline, and they got there, you get it? When they got there, the people look at the eye and they said, okay, there is a way to do this thing without removing the eye. So when they did the whatever, they came and said, it's not cancer. Yeah. Put my scripture. Put my scripture. It says, I hope they will be forgiven for it. I hope they will be forgiven. I hope you'll be forgiven for not helping that young boy or helping that young girl or helping that church member. That's what he's saying. I hope you'll be forgiven. When they check it and they use a different without having to move the eye. And when they came out, I, I, was, I was looking at my phone. I saw the text. I said, ah, what are, they, what are they saying now? Send me a message from that country. Look at it. This is a... It, the diagnosis has come. It's not cancer. So, ah, are, you, are you serious? Somebody's eye. We are going to remove the eye with a whatever. They have the date and everything. But they, they were not even thanking me for that. Or they were thanking me for the concern. They didn't know how it would even develop. I also didn't know how it would develop. But just that I was concerned about it. And by the grace, look at a miracle. Maybe God healed her before she even went there. Nobody knows. Put my scripture on. I hope they will be forgiven. The first time I was put on trial, nobody came to help me. It means that your help could make a big difference. More something that you do. And when you don't, I hope they will be forgiven for it. Never forget this. And that is why the Samaritan, when he was passing by, and the man had been beaten, all he needed was a bit of oil and a bit of wine. But the religious people say, ah, Charlie, boy, you go, they, they will say this, and you know, the church, <laughs> Bishop, this, you see, before you see something that you've come to say, he's giving you a job. Verse 9, number 9. Tell your neighbor, I hope you'll be forgiven on the judgment day for not helping and not saving somebody's life. I hope you'll be forgiven. 
Oh yes. Number nine. Second Timothy chapter one verse fifteen NIV. Again. Mercy for you in the day of judgment. The, the ninth point is that through helps you receive mercy on the day of judgment. Yes, you receive mercy on the day of judgment. Second Timothy chapter one, verse fifteen, NIV. You know, you know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me. Orangus. <laughs> Those who leave you. Hemogenous and Fagelos. <laughs> Those who leave you, they've left. You know it. You know that they were Orangus. Verse 16. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus. Because he often refreshed me and he was not ashamed of my chains. He was not ashamed of the issues. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed. He was not ashamed at all. And there was no issue that he was ashamed of. Whatever you say, there's no shame at all. <laughs> That's how Onesiphorus was. And he was a type of person that refreshes you. Oh, Lama Shatabalaba. Verse 17. On the contrary, he was not ashamed. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he said hard. He said hard like he wasn't saying, oh, I never saw you. I never knew you were around. I never knew you were in town. You know these type of people say, oh, sorry, but I didn't know you were in town. Or if I had known, you know, I would have been, would have, I would have, you should have sent me a text. You should have sent me a message. I would have, I would have, I would have come around. I didn't know you. You should have called me. Why didn't you send somebody to, I'm sure you didn't, you didn't have my number. So you change your number. You see, that's how they talk. When you are experienced, you hear all this, you say, oh, please. He said, on the contrary, he said, hard for me. Until he found me. I don't even know why I'm preaching this way today. Verse 18. Verse 18. May the Lord. Eh, this is a blessing. Oh. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. You know how in many ways he helped me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. Hey, my, my spirit is, my spirit is, 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 is a flame. Yes. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy on that day. For you, you yourself know how many times this man helped me and refreshed me, what he did for me. And he helped me in Ephesus. May the Lord grant him mercy on that day. What a prayer. And what a blessing. May you be found in the health. I think, I don't know when people shy away 
from helps ministry, I think they don't know what they are shying away from. On one hand, he said, I pray the Lord will forgive you. On another hand, he says, you know, may the Lord grant him mercy on that day. I pray you'll find mercy on that day. Yeah. For your ministry of helps. How you will be a refreshment and a refreshing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And finally, number 10. I told you today was going to be short. I don't know if I did. Yes. Church growth and helps ministry. Finally, recommendations are based on your helps ministry. You are going from this ministry to the next ministry based on what you do as a helper. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Only Luke is with me. Eh? N-I-R-V, please. N-I-R-V. Only Luke is with me. Eh? <laughs> Only Luke is with me. Get Mark. Get who? Mark. Get Mark and bring him with you. Eh? For he helps me. He helps me in my work for the Lord. Get Mark. Only Luke is here. I need Mark. He helps me. He really helps. He really helps. May you be described in such a way. Get Mark. Get Mark. Where he really helps me. Put it up. He helps me in my work for the Lord. That's number 10. And I told you, I was giving you 10 things about helps and church growth. Like and there shall be. Hosea 4, verse 9. Like people, like priests. As the Lord raises you up as a helper. Eh, to help in the same zeal and the same spirit. That is working to help the church of God and the work of God. May that oil and that grace drop on you. And I pray you will be forgiven for the times you haven't. How many have realized you held back? <sighs> A few times. I pray you will be forgiven. And I pray that you will find refreshing from the Lord on that day. In Jesus' name. Every standing. You have my points. Beautiful. Oh, yes. Number one is well, let's read it together. Oh, yes. Number two, helps is an anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift, yes. Number three, Holy Ghost is the classic quintessential. Yeah, not what are the three things about the Holy Ghost? Invisible. Powerful and the more important than the person you can see. Yes. 
I hope you write it that way. You have to put it in brackets. The next one, you can just take a photograph of it, huh, for laziness sake. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a screenshot of it for laziness sake. <laughs> You've got five screens here. <laughs> no, no, wait. They are going to add the, 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 the points on the side. I hope you are typing it in. And then number four, a wife is another pattern of a helper. What are the three things about a wife? Source of comfort, fruitfulness, and the source of your soul. So write it in the main points. Eh? Brother man, I showed you, right? Comfort, fruitfulness, and uh, you know, what's the name, the last one? Huh? Support. Yes. Beautiful. Now, the next point is what? If God doesn't help you, who can help you? Number six, the helper and the one who is helped are one and the same. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Number seven, some workers are overworked because some workers are on pause. Is it not true? Epaphroditus almost died. Hmm. He risked his life. Number eight, you may not be forgiven on judgment day for not helping. And number nine, through helps, you will receive mercy on the day of judgment. And number ten, recommendations are based on your helps ministry. Amen. Correct the points and bring it back so that those who want to take photographs of it can just take screenshots. Oh, yes. I know, I know, I know, I know things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Source of support. Yeah. Beautiful. Lift your hands, everybody. Father, thank you for your church. You said we should take your yoke. Take up your yoke. And everything is going to be different. Lord, we pray. For all our, all our sakes, we pray that you have, you have mercy on us for not helping. And we pray that you give the anointing of helpers to fall on the church. In whichever capacity, whichever capacity, Lord, for by a prophet. The Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved. But many helpers were released on the journey. Therefore, I pray for the grace of helpers, help ministry to be upon everyone. Place your hand on your heart. May the Lord impart to you the grace of a helper. Invisible powerful, important, supportive, and the real source of fruitfulness. May the Lord give you that grace. And for everyone watching, may the Lord help you to be the most amazing helping person for the ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord give you grace. The Lord help you the Lord pour out his beautiful Holy Spirit on you. Raise you up as a helper wherever and whichever corner you are. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Everyone said amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, pastor, pray for me, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but today you want to say, pastor, I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand like that because I'm going to pray for those who lift up their hands. You want to give your life to Jesus and you want to be born again this afternoon. We are just about to close. But before we close, I have to pray for these people. You want to give your life to God. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. If you are here like that, lift your hand. Now, if you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in the front here. Come from the back where you are standing with your hands up, upstairs on the side. I'm giving you 20 seconds to come all the way to the front here and I'm going to pray with you if you want to give your life to Jesus. Come running, come running, come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood Say this prayer with me. Lift your hands, all of you here. And everyone also lift your Let's give all give our life to Christ this morning. Lift your hand. Let's all pray. Close your eyes. Say this prayer. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I am a sinner. I am a dirty sinner. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, I open my heart and I give myself to you. Please write my name in the book of life my name is mention your name right now my name is please write this name in the book of life in Jesus name I give my life to you now lift up your right hand like this one, just one hand and say after me Satan oh I can't hear you say Satan in the name of Jesus I bind you I cast you out I can't hear you. Say, I cast you out. I reject you from my life. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. And I will follow Jesus Christ all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, lift up your two hands like this. And say, Jesus, I love you. How I love Jesus. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, I love you. Oh. Jesus, oh, 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 how I 
Jesus, bless you. Now all of you here, you are now born again. Everybody say born again. And you are now members of First Love Center. Hallelujah. First Love Center. Wow. God bless you. Amen. Oh yes. Ah, when you are, when you, when you are born again, that is your house. Where you are born is your house. Where were you born? Were you not born in Osu? That is your house. From Ghana. Is it not true? That is a blessing. So, our pastor who is lifting up the thing there is showing you a place that we want you to go. So, I want you to go with him and then you come back and join us. Okay? I hope you didn't leave your bag or anything there. If you did, go and get it. So, let's follow our pastor. Follow the follow me. Follow, follow me. Put your hands together for all these who have given their life to Jesus and take out your holy communion as we sing this beautiful song. Gather around the table. for blessings. Bible calls it the cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. Father, as we come before the holy body of Jesus, let your blessing come on everyone as we partake of this holy meal. The body of Jesus Christ.
And now, may the blood answer for all our mistakes. Many are the mistakes of anyone who serves the Lord. We all make many mistakes. In the mistakes and the sins, find mercy and be delivered from the punishment, the due punishment, because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. Now lift your hands for your blessing. Lift your hands, everybody. Father, I thank you. Everyone standing here comes under a blessing. Who came here with a mark? You are marked out for judgment. Marked with a curse and marked by the devil. I command and ask and declare in the realm of the spirit that that mark be erased. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you did innocently, not expecting a curse, may the Lord show mercy to you and to your house. Whatever you did intentionally, ah, that brings a curse. May the Lord also grant you mercy because of the blood. Father, we lift up the blood of Jesus. And we say, let there be a blessing on your people because of the blood. Let there be a blessing upon your people because of the blood. Let there be a blessing on children. On children that have done nothing, Lord. In this world, innocent ones, Lord. We came into this world full of curses. Lord, we pray that your blessing will be superimposed upon everyone here and everyone watching online, on Facebook and on YouTube and everywhere, Lord. Let your blessing rest upon them too. The cup of blessing is truly a blessing to you this afternoon or morning or whatever time it is. I declare in the name of Jesus that it is truly a blessing for you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever it presents or marks you out for a curse, you are exempted from it now in Jesus' name. This is my prayer. The Lord bless you. The Lord give you peace. The Lord make you fruitful. The Lord show lift up his face upon you and show you favor. Uh, the Lord lift his face up and answer your prayers. The Lord lift up his face for you and be merciful to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everyone shouted, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You may give the Lord the loudest Amen. Give the Lord your loudest Amen. You may be seated. Now take out your offering. Uh, I'm going to speak a blessing on your finances. There's somebody who is a salaried worker. But a blessing is going to come your way. Not from your salary. 
more than your whole year's salary together. It's going to be more than all that together. Yes. Receive in the name of Jesus. Somebody here, I see something foreign. I don't know what it is. But it is coming nearer you and you are going to be blessed in that thing. In Jesus' name. Asato Maranda Lamashimbeleme. Lift up your phone. Lift up your phones. Lift up your everybody lift your phone. Ama Sandolama. Ama Sandolama. Ama Sandolama. Lift it up. Father, bless these phones with good messages. Good text messages. Good WhatsApps. Good phone calls. Good news. Good news from afar. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all those on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn and Twitter, let them also have this power in their dwelling place in their houses right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. And everyone shouted, Amen. Take out your offering wherever you are. Let it not be something just I'm throwing away some money because I don't have anything to do with money. But let it be a seed that you are sowing because you believe in God. There's nothing like prosperity without giving. Oh yes. Oh yes. There's nothing like prosperity without giving. Open your heart and Luke 6.38 will come to pass practically in your life in the name of Jesus. Now, now, before you give, you know, I want to ask, give and it shall be given unto you, shall men. Now, the person who is sitting by you, have you realized that's not occurred for him to give you anything? Huh. So, for somebody to occur to somebody that he should give you something, it's a spiritual thing. Why does it, why does it occur to people that, I want to give you something. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah, God puts it into the heart. He said, give this to this person. It's a spiritual thing. Because the person next to you can see that you are in it. Because he saw that you wore these same shoes last week, the same dress last week, everything. But he's not saying anything. Is it not true or is it true? Oh, I see a blessing. I see a black. Is it called Toyota? I don't know what it is. Oh, the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that you will experience. Receive diamonds. Receive diamonds. Receive diamonds. In Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know how you are going to receive diamonds. It may be in the form of an engagement ring. It may be, I don't know what it may be, but it may be a diamond in your own land. The Lord bless you and remember you supernaturally. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you as we receive this offering. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come to the front and put your diamonds in. I think today's offering, everybody is sowing, is sowing diamonds. And you are going to receive diamonds. Your offering is a diamond. And you are going to receive a lovely diamond from the Lord. 
I want to show you something. Now, how many, listen, how many have never experienced somebody giving you something before? Like maybe even money or something. You haven't experienced it before. Lift your hand. How many have experienced it? Oh, okay. Then I don't need to pray about it. I want, it was something that I wanted us to pray about. Okay. How many want to believe God with me that it will occur to somebody somewhere just as a form of practice? Take out your booster, everybody. Today, this booster is not an, it's not an ordinary booster. We are, we, are, we are going to pray over it that Lord, let either a stranger or somebody it must occur to somebody Eh? the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord let it be occurring to people to give to me eh? to sow a seed in my life I'm not a, and tell the Lord me I'm not a pastor or these people who receive a doctor who is working at the emergency ward they'll be giving you things no 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 I'm nothing Lord I'm proving you today Everybody take out a special diamond booster. Lift up your boosters. My God, open the windows of heaven. Fulfill Luke 6.38 in every life today. Those who are here and those who are watching on YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Of heaven and send oh God people into our lives to sow seed of surprise in Jesus' name. Receive seed of surprise in Jesus' name.
receive it. My God from heaven. My God from heaven. My God from heaven. As I plant my womb, I lost that seed. I thank you for a seed of surprise. of the Holy Spirit may the power and the refreshing of the spirit that you are sensing not lift, it will not lift from you for the next 48 hours remain under a superior and supernatural presence of the Holy Ghost guiding and influencing your life in every way in every form, in every direction the Lord guide you the Lord help you the Lord remember you the Lord bless your seed the Lord answer your prayer the Lord deliver you from your enemy the Lord intercept and intervene every target and arrow against your life by the blood of the Lamb which will speak over your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth give the Lord your loudest shout of God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.